The Mind Aware Show 38. Hi there, brain trainers. This is Dana Wild, and welcome to the Mind Aware Show, where you connect with today's thought leaders about mindset, wealth, and more. Start your day with the Mind Aware, and now you're ready to accomplish anything. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. Do you find now you've been at this a little while, right? And you're getting your mindset feeling good. You're starting to understand that you want to be out there and taking intentional action every day, thinking positive thoughts, and then what to do. What do you do with that? Once you get yourself fired up and you're ready to go out, what are the next steps to really building a business, making more money, taking the right steps so that you have a successful life? Well, I have got with me today Jarek Robbins. He is a performance coach. You might have heard of him because of Design Your Ideal Day or the new hot movie, The Abundance Factor. We're going to talk about what to do, how to get yourself started once you've got that good mojo going. Hi, Jarek. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. You know, let's talk about that. You are really a big believer in after mindset, then do something. But do what? Where can you get us started with that? Sure. So a core philosophy we live by on this end is learn it, live it, give it. So learn it has to do a lot about with mindset. So learn what it actually takes to to go out and get the results you're looking to achieve. And and part of that is really, truly, like you're saying, get your mindset right. And I believe mindset is that the 20% of what you're going to do that will deliver literally 80% of the results you're going after. Now, on on the other side there, there's still the tactics and tools. There's also this big, big, big thing, which is the second step of live it, which is applying everything you're learning and soaking in and experiencing to really see the results and test and see what works for you and what doesn't. And in that set of action, you know, when we were talking earlier, you asked me, how did I make my mindset shift or what things might have happened in my own experience? And I'll tell you, there were moments in my life where I looked around and I thought about my dreams and visions and goals of what I wanted to achieve and who I wanted to be. And I looked at them on paper and I looked up at my life and it was nowhere close, (laughs) like not even the same universe. I was dreaming of like, you know, having the ability to travel the world and build hospitals and build schools and make a difference and live in a huge house and drive a cool car and all this other stuff. And at the time I was living in the front end of a room or of a house that I shared with three other roommates. It was $500 a month rent, which is cheap in San Diego. I realize it's expensive in other parts of the world, but in San Diego, it's just, you know pretty cheap. And I had not even a door on my room. I had two curtains that didn't even match. And that's where I was starting my quote unquote business from. I sat around thinking, wow, this is nowhere close. I mean, I can't even afford you know to take care of myself, much less build a hospital. Holy. And so I had these huge dreams and huge goals and huge visions. And, and the very first step, like you said, you have to get your mindset right. And so I spent days and days and days and ended up being months of of time every single morning filling up, fueling up, preparing myself. Now, what's interesting, though, is even as I was filling up my mindset and getting it all right and having positive conversations and setting the intention and working hard, there came a time that was kind of a make or break moment that I remember where everything shifted and where it shifted was... I felt like I'd almost hit capacity on everything I could control or do within my own mind. And it was there and I was ready to build and ready to break through it and see if there was more that I could create mentally and emotionally. 
But there came a time where it was so much thought that it, it just needed action. And I remember just sitting down and starting to take ridiculous, insane amounts of action to follow up all the beliefs and all the thoughts and all the emotions that I stirred up inside. And I remember sitting down and being like, if I want to get a client for coaching, I can't just hope and pray and wish that someone shows up. I've got to do something to physically get their attention and get them here. And I've got to learn marketing. And so I started spending from, you know, wake up at six in the morning, do my whole routine, get myself ready. By 7 a.m., I was able to check off my mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical boxes of the day. And now I was focused just on business for this huge chunk. And so I'd spend hours of just using every marketing source that was inexpensive in the beginning. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram wasn't around then. But but all these marketing tools where I would just tweet positive quotes like crazy. And back in the day, I, I guess I was probably one of the first. So it became popular really fast and it drew in a lot of potential clients and leads. Nowadays, everyone tweets positive stuff. So it doesn't really stand out that much. But I started using every tactic I learned about where I just gather some information online of what might work as far as marketing at a, a low budget level. And I just did it every day nonstop like crazy. And what ended up happening was it started to draw in the leads and to stir up people and let them know that I was even there. Right, right. I love this idea. It almost feels like you had an explosion, like you talk about this make or break moment where you hit capacity on what you could do mentally and on how much you think was in your control in the mental realm. And then it's like you exploded into action. And so what I'm wondering, let's say somebody is listening to this and they're really jiving with what you're saying and they're thinking, okay, I'm buying this. What could I do? How do I know? There are so many things out there to do. There's so many millions of shiny objects and different kinds of marketing ideas. How could you pick which one's the best one to pick? Oh, dear. I can tell you I have found lots of them that don't work as effectively. (laughs) Partially because of that shiny object syndrome. We're like, someone says webinars. Okay, let's try that and spend $1,000 over there. And someone says, no, it's all about Instagram. thousand bucks over here. And uh, I've certainly spent lots of money and lots of time investing in stuff that wasn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> what I've learned is if you stick with the basics and you do the basics consistently, it adds up. And the basics, it doesn't matter what form of marketing you use, you need a catchy message, period. <laughs> you can put it on a postcard, you can put it on a billboard, you can put it on a phone call, you can put it anywhere. You need to understand something that was taught to me by an old business partner of my dad's, which was Chet Holmes. And he called it your stadium pitch, meaning if you had 10 seconds to stand up in front of a gigantic stadium of all your perfect audience and your perfect people you're trying to reach, and you literally had 10 to 20 seconds to explain who you are, what you do, and what's important for them to get involved, what would you say? Now, the tricky part is most people would stand up and say, here's who I am, here's what I do, join me. (laughs) But that's all about you. So how could you shape this short little tiny message in a way that really truly is all about them. Right. And when you can start to shape your message to fit their life and their world, all of a sudden it naturally becomes a conversation where you say, listen, for anyone in this you know, stadium who might be struggling with fear, struggling with their mindset, or challenged in figuring out what step to take, all I'd ask you to do, reach out and call me. I can show you exactly how to get clarity and, and move forward right now. Right. And it was all about them. Mm -hmm. And you've targeted your audience so well that you know who they are. And by speaking their language and their words, 
they would stand up, raise their hand, and be like, please, where, please, where can I meet you? And they'd come running. Now, the next part is in your marketing, the simplest way to start is value-add marketing. So once you've profiled and you really, really understand your clientele of who you're trying to reach, creating value-packed marketing for them that starts to answer the questions they have, that starts to solve the challenges and problems they face, that starts to give them the solutions that they're looking for. And this is just your marketing. You haven't sold them anything. Mark, actually, Derek, could you explain that a little bit more? What do you mean when you say value-add marketing and it's for free? You're giving it to them for free. Are you talking about sharing free content? Of course. And so I'll give you an example of value-add marketing that's still incredibly effective. I remember a story. There was a photographer who moved to an island, and he loved it. And this was a very, very seasoned photographer. He's been around. He, he knew everyone. He's been there for 20, 30 years. And what happens, though, is so many people come to vacation on this little island. I think it was Turks and Caicos. And so many people come to vacation, and they want to stay there. And they're like, man, if I could just find a job here, I could live on an island my whole life. This is amazing. And so what ended up happening is these people would move down. They would have like a Coolpix Canon camera or Sony camera, and they would put up a little website for themselves, swipe other people's photography pictures, and say they're a wedding photographer. And it's like, oh, dear. Like that's crossing so many lines, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. But the problem is the market became incredibly saturated almost instantaneously because all these people kept moving and just putting up websites and were actually stealing pictures from this man's website saying they took it. And they're a wedding photographer on this little island. And so pretty soon he had to find a way to stand out. So how he did it was he said, I'm going to add value through my marketing. He said, how can I do it? And he said, I'm going to create a checklist that every bride needs to have to make sure they're picking a true, accurate, professional photographer for their most important day of their wedding. And he he went down a list and he said, what would they need to know? I mean, they don't know anything about photography themselves. What would they absolutely need to know? How can I educate them in the process? They need to know how many years this person's been in the business. That's important. They need to know, does this person understand the three most important shots you need for a beautiful wedding photography package? Do they know how to get those locations on the three local resorts where everyone gets married? Which kind of camera do they shoot with? And he created a list. If they don't shoot with one of these five, they're not a professional. Do they have all the connections already built so that they have access to special off-site locations around the hotels that most people can't get access to? And he created this list of all the things people need to know to get the best experience possible from a wedding photography shoot on this island. And now people came to his website. He'd run warning ads online. So you'd Google Turks Caicos photography and you'd see an ad that popped up and the ad said, don't have your wedding day ruined by a bad photographer. <laughs> Click here to find out the 10 tips to make sure you've got a legit one or something. Something that's highly charged and highly emotional. And you could imagine if you're someone about to have your wedding, you're already stirred up a little emotionally. You're very excited and nervous. You're going to this island and all of a sudden an ad pops up that says, don't let your photographer ruin your day. It's going to be like, oh, shoot, you know, click it. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to catch your attention. You know what's so great about this story, Jarek? I actually probably pay twice as much for firewood as I could get it for that very same reason. When we found our guy who delivers our firewood for our house, he had on his website, here are the things, here's the list of things, you know, to look for when you're getting, make sure they're not doing this and not doing that. And he sold us because he went that extra mile. He took that extra step. And what you're saying, this is so valuable. When you give people useful information, they want to do business with you. They like you, right? And exactly what you said, they they now begin to like you. 
they begin to trust you because you never once said, hey, let me sell you the firewood. Let me be your photographer. All you said is, listen, I want to make sure you have a remarkable day. You have a remarkable experience. The best way I know how to do that is by giving you these tips to ensure no matter who you pick qualifies to give you the best experience possible. Awesome. All you're doing is adding value to them in their life. You're not asking for anything at this point. Yeah, total, totally awesome. I love it, Jerick. What's fun about it is if you want to be a little creative on the business side, design those questions so that very, very few people can actually respond in a powerful way to them. So what he did is he wanted to figure out how does he get himself to stand out. So he's adding value purposely, but he also needed a way to kind of niche himself out of all these other people who just moved there and became a photographer. So he said, listen, my tip, don't settle for anyone who has less than 15 years experience. My tip, don't work with anyone unless they have one of these three cameras. My tip, you know, make sure they can answer the following three questions. And here's the answers. And he gave them this thing in advance. So the fun part, if they interviewed everyone on the island, there was only three people total, including himself, that could answer those questions. Great. Yeah. So all of a sudden, he niched him and the other two really, really professional people out of the whole market. Yeah, it's, a, it's genius. It's really great. Good good advice all the way around. I love it. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're talking to Jarek Robbins. You can find him over at jarekrobbins.com. That's J A I. R-E-K-R-O-B-B-I-N-S dot com. He's a performance coach. He's in the hot new movie, The Abundance Factor, and he's the creator of Rapid Results Formula. We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to ask Derek, if you had to start over today with absolutely nothing and you were going to go out and be an entrepreneur, what would you do? What would be the first steps? We'll be right back. Have you checked out The Mind Aware on Facebook at facebook.com slash themindaware? Discover daily mantras, inspiration, the latest brain information, and exclusive training on mindset, wealth, health, and more. That's facebook.com slash themindaware. Let's connect and kick your life up a notch. Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're having a great conversation with Jarek Robbins. You can find him over at jarekrobbins.com. That's J-A-I-R-E-K-R-O-B-B-I-N-S.com. He's a performance coach. He's in the hot new movie, The Abundance Factor, and he's the guy who helps you design your ideal day. So, Jarek, let's say starting today, you were transported to some parallel universe where you had to start over completely with nothing and you wanted to build a business, what would be the first steps you'd take? Let's assume you've got a small little nest egg to start with, 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or something. What would you do right now to start building a business? Sure. It's actually how I, it's a philosophy I built my entire foundation on when I started life myself is I sat back and instead of saying what jobs are available and how much money can I make, what I sat back and I said is what skill sets would I need to build right now as I'm entering this stage of life called work <laughs> as, a, as a teenager? I, I said, what skill sets would I need to start learning and acquiring right now so that literally at any point later in life, someone could pick me up, take me somewhere I've never been around people I do not know, drop me there and leave me there. And within a few days, I'd be able to start producing so much value that I could not only take care of myself, but make a lucrative living and take care of the ones I love. And that was a blueprint foundational question I used to set up everything I've done thus far. So if, if I were to start over right now, 
I'd look back on every skill set I've purposely gone out and learned and acquired over the years and use all of those skill sets to really amplify any business that's out there. And so I've purposefully picked, I'm going to learn marketing for our business. Why? Because not only it's a skill set I can use for what we're doing right now, you can drop me in any company on earth and I can amplify their marketing almost instantaneously. Um, I'm going to go learn sales, door-to-door, face-to-face sales. It was the hardest job I've taken thus far, besides stacking lumber in Canada. But I'm going to learn sales, and you can drop me in any company. I can go amplify their sales instantaneously, door-to-door, face-to-face. I can go create something out of nothing by walking around and talking to people about a product or service. From there, I thought about I need to learn how to fall in love with hard work. And I, I took a challenge from my family, and I moved up to Canada for three months and learned how to stack lumber. And falling in love with the hard effort work part of it was easy. Learning how to get out of my own head was difficult because there were times when I was doing this job that about halfway through, I started hearing a story in my head of I'm smarter than this. I'm better than this. I have a degree in something like I I should be getting paid more than this. Mm. All these entitlement thoughts started flowing through my head and I had to learn how to cut out the pride, cut out the ego and get to a place that says, listen, if this is what the universe and God has put in front of me right now, my only concern is how to be the absolute best at it. And how do I really deliver more value than any other human being doing it right now? Good for you, Jarek. That's and really good. Very, very positive. I love that. With that mindset and those skills, literally, I would just look around, see what's needed, and pick up a shovel and start going to work at it. That thought process is how I would start over. Now, that's getting the foundation set meaning that would give me enough income or revenue to have a base. Once my base is set, now I'd step back and say, you know, what what do I just love doing? And usually when you're setting a base and working two, three, four jobs, there's not a whole lot of excess time. But in the excess moments, I would now start dreaming on paper and figure out what would my perfect day look like? How would I want to live my day-to-day life? And I'd start mapping out a plan. Now, what most people don't realize who are becoming entrepreneurs it's a heck of a lot easier to go buy someone else's business that's been in business for 5, 10, 20 years than it is to start your own because they've already worked out the kinks. They've already worked out all the ups and downs and lefts and rights and standard operating procedures and who goes where, when, and why. They've worked all that stuff out if it's run right, and it'd be a heck of a lot easier to take out a loan, buy their company from them, properly put the deal together, pay them off over the next so many years, and now you have an asset that will continue to produce revenue for you for the rest of your life And you don't have to go through the first hardest five years of putting it together. And statistics show, you know, 95% of businesses fail within five years and 98 within 10, which is remarkable. So if you're an entrepreneur and you made it past five or 10 years, A, kudos to you because you're one of the 2%, which is remarkable. Obviously, when you're dealing with mindset, it's not always fun to hear those things. But if you're real real with yourself and say, listen, most people fail, I want to make sure I win. So if I were to start over... I would not only go find you know two, three, four jobs I could hustle at and deliver tons of value, but I would also put together a strategy of how I can amplify what it is I'm going to be able to do by seeing, hey, you know, are there any right now in history baby boomers who've built the company for the last 25, 30 years of their life who are getting ready to retire, who possibly want someone to buy out or become a partner and earn out the purchase of their business, and now I can take that over. And now I have a wonderful income for myself and my family that I already know works because it's been around for many, many years and it's going to keep going. And I just have to acquire it and keep it keep it moving. 
Great idea. That tip is totally worth the price of admission, right, everybody? I bet you never even thought of that. And what an easy, awesome idea. Something's already working. Just tag right on it. Somebody wants to retire, you're benefiting them and you're benefiting because you've got a creative income stream that's already working. Beautiful, Jarek. I just love it. This was so fun. I feel like I could talk to you all day. I just want to say thank you so much for your time. I, I just enjoyed this so much. I hope we can have you back sometime. Would love to be. Awesome. I love it. Didn't you love it? Wasn't it fun to hear these ideas? And did you catch what he said? Because so many of these things are things that you can do right now. Everybody who's listening, think about this. This is what we're talking about when you start your day with this show. You get fired up. You get feeling good. You do that 20% that gives you 80% of the results. But now you can go out there and take action. Take Jarek's advice. Wake up and say, okay, what can I do? What do I want to do today? What do I love doing? What skill sets do I need right now to do this? I can do this starting today, even if I'm starting with nothing. Just like Jarek said, I can come up with my catchy message. I can find out who my target audience is and I can add value to my marketing. Doesn't that sound like fun to be able to go out there and stand apart and give and give to people? Do what he says. Learn it, live it, and give it. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show and we'll see you next.